Well, hello everybody and welcome to another UK Motor Talk Grand Prix review. My name is Jim and I'm going to be taking you through all the action from a hot, hot, hot 2022 French Grand Prix weekend. Like most of Europe, France was uh, fairly well in the middle of a heat wave. Track temperatures and tyres and degradation of those tyres was going to be the, the main factor over the weekend. A few teams bringing, uh, bringing upgrades, McLaren bringing out a few despite having said earlier in the season that they were pretty much done with upgrades. So it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, those upgrades favour McLaren over the weekend. Into free practice, not a lot to report really. It was all kind of straightforward. I mean, the uh, the Paul Ricard track. It's um, it's I think it's a lovely test track, and it's one I'd love to go and drive and and spend a week driving around and and trying all of the two hundred and something whatever it is layouts that you can have. But it gets uh, it gets a bit confusing, and it's not exactly the easiest on the eyes with all the uh, the funny curved red and blue runoff areas. But designed as a test track, designed to catch a car long before it uh, heads off into the barrier, but possibly famous last words on that, no spoiler alerts. In the run-up to the weekend, we had uh, announcements that be engine penalties of various levels for Carlos Sainz and Kevin Magnussen. They both went into qualifying and played their part in qualifying nonetheless, uh, despite knowing they were going to be starting from the back. Q1, we had a, a late spin for Alex Albon, but that wasn't quite enough to knock him out. But Mick Schumacher fell foul of some rather strictly policed track limits. His lap, although it had popped him uh, well up the order and through into Q2, that lap was deleted. So that left him 19th, unfortunately, just ahead of Latifi. Daniel Ricciardo also got a lap deleted, but he was safely through nonetheless. And a flamboyant Guan Zhou was power sliding his way uh, around the lap, dropped out, as did Pierre Gasly, disappointing at home, and Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll and Gasly setting identical lap times, so it happened. Into Q2, we lost Daniel Ricciardo again. Um, you know, I, much more speculation over uh, over his future continues over the last couple of weeks, but uh, I, I really do hope he stays and, and he comes good. There'd been um, some, uh, some bullish talk from him in interviews in the run-up to the weekend and over the weekend, if he says you give him a winning car, he will win. He uh, he never feels he's left a win on the table. And I think that's certainly something you can say about Daniel Ricciardo. If there's a sniff of a victory, then he's certainly one of the drivers that you want in the car to be able to fight for it. He certainly closed the gap up to Lando. Not, not quite there, not quite on his pace yet, but we're talking a tenth of a second in Q2. Uh, behind Lando Norris, so rather than the half a second gap that we have seen earlier on, I think some people had rather unfairly compared Lando's Q3 time to Daniel's Q2 time, which is not representative at all. In the Q2 session where they were both in, he was uh, he was very, very close. So fingers crossed his upward trajectory can continue. We also lost Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Bottas, Sebastian Vettel and Alex Elbon. Q3, Sainz uh, featured in Q3, having made his way all the way through. We know he'd be starting from the back, but he'd set good enough times to get through. And you could see the Ferrari choreographed strategy starting straight away, trying to give uh, Leclerc the toe. On every run, they just seem to have it choreographed to, to absolute perfection. So Charles Leclerc duly took pole from Verstappen. Uh, I think it was just over three tenths the gap in the end. So even without the toe, I think Leclerc would have taken pole position anyway. But Sainz playing the uh, the dutiful number two or sacrificial lamb as it was this weekend and, uh, and helping Charles along. Sergio Perez lining up third and then a British trio of Lewis Hamilton, Lando Norris and George Russell completing the top six. 
with Alonso, Sonoda and Sainz and Magnussen completing the top 10. Sainz and Magnussen not actually completing full lap times, but some debate and question over the weekend whether if as a driver you know you're going to get an engine penalty that's going to chuck you to the back of the grid. Should you take part in qualifying? Should you be allowed to take part in qualifying? I think probably. I mean, there's there's always an argument to say we'll go out and set a, a lap in Q3 at the very least just to set a lap that's representative so you don't have to bother going to the stewards and asking for special dispensation to race. But I think it's certainly been a, a long, long time since anyone's had to ask for dispensation and there actually be a question mark over whether they'll get that dispensation or not. I think the, uh, the days of... Uh, you know, cars falling foul of the 107% rule are thankfully reasonably far behind us. On to race day on Sunday, a uh, hot, hot, hot yet again for the race, so much talk over number of stops and tyre use, tyre strategy. Uh, we also had a, a bit of a change to the pit lane this weekend. The length that the pit lane speed limiter applies to is much lengthened, so it looked like to be around a about a 28-ish second time loss for uh, for a pit stop, much longer than we've seen at certain other tracks, so that might push teams down wanting to try to do one stop, but with the heat and the degradation, uh, two stops probably looking more likely. But uh, away from the start, we had great starts from Hamilton and Alonso. But all, uh, all status quo at the front with Charles Leclerc leading away from Max Verstappen. Bit of contact between Esteban Ocon and Yuki Tsunoda. Ocon getting out of shape into the chicane and, and just clattered into Tsunoda. And Ocon duly receiving a five-second time penalty for his part in that. Early part of the race, Verstappen looking like he had a, a huge straight-line advantage. You could just see him clawing back car length after car length, hand over fist on Leclerc. The Ferrari seeming to have the upper hand in the corners. Verstappen just making all his time back on the straights. Verstappen never quite close enough to, to mount a serious challenge. And not sure at this stage whether Leclerc was struggling with tyres, conserving tyres. A reasonably good strategy revealed by Alonso with his radio messages later on in the race would be, well, let the cars behind me push me as long as they want let them push me as hard as I want. I know where I need to be quick. I know where I need to be slow. Let's just let them burn their tyres up and they'll have to stop first. Magnussen was the first runner to blink and make a pit stop in for hard tyres with his teammate Mick Schumacher and Joe following in shortly after. By the time we got to around about lap 14, maybe we were thinking it was tyre saving from Leclerc as he could just suddenly stretch his legs slightly extend that gap to Verstappen behind. So Verstappen blinked first, stopping on uh, on lap 17 for a set of hard tyres. With the time loss out of that extra long pit lane and extra slow pit lane, Verstappen popped out seventh on the road behind Lando Norris. Quite a rarity to see, after, especially after 17, 18 laps, to, uh, to drop back that number of places. But Verstappen got quickly back past Lando Norris uh, to move up into sixth position. Just as we we were wondering when the Ferrari team were going to blink, uh, lap 18, pivotal moment of the race really. Charles Leclerc losing the back end, skidding across the high grip, high retardation runoff areas and uh, straight into the barrier. Some talk after the race over whether it was a uh, repeat of the sticking throttle issues we saw last time out 
at Austria, whether those had pitched him off the track. Uh, Charles Leclerc said very quickly after the race in his in his first interview that it was a mistake from him, pure and simple. Very tough on himself, as as he always is with these times where he does make a mistake. He he said in uh, in interviews after the race, if uh, if he carries on making mistakes like this, then he doesn't deserve to win the championship. Very hard on himself. A uh, bit of chatter over the radio, you could hear. It sounded initially like he said he he couldn't get off throttle, but later on it was it was said that that was maybe he couldn't get on throttle as he couldn't get in enough throttle to uh, to get the car in reverse or get the car reversed out of the barriers. Uh, whether it was stuck in there, we're not quite sure. But the um, guttural, visceral scream that Charles Leclerc let out I, was haunting. But I think it showed his frustration with the situation and the mistake he'd made. Pivotal for the race, it, it certainly gives. Max breathing room in the race, and, and we'll see how it affects the championship at the end of this little podcast. Brought out the safety car, so making that pit stop, it brings that delay down to around about 16 seconds. So a, a, a huge advantage if you can make a pit stop when none of your rivals are. As it happened, I think pretty much everybody made a pit stop at that stage, barring Verstappen, who'd, uh, who'd obviously just already stopped, but Kevin Magnussen stopped again, uh, and Mick Schumacher stopped again, uh, having stopped not that long before, that pretty much everybody stopped, so they all, all carried on in uh, in the order they were in, really. Apart from Carlos Sainz, had, uh, where, where the Ferrari's mind was slightly on the fact that Charles Leclerc had just binned it and was out, a slow stop for Carlos Sainz, and then an incredibly unsafe release into the path of Alex Albon. That was certainly a, a slam dunk unsafe release. When you saw the uh, the note that that was being investigated, you knew very shortly after there would be a penalty for that, and uh, and that five second penalty uh, was duly announced shortly afterwards. During the safety car period, Sonoda had pulled in retired. You can see there was a reasonable chunk of damage from the Ocon collision. Whether they'd seen something on the data, just some temperatures creeping a little bit too high, or whether they'd had a look at it when it was in the pit stop and, uh, and decided enough was enough. But he was running around at the back, so I don't think there was, uh, there was too much loss there from uh, that collision early on. The flurry of pit stops meant that, uh, that Verstappen retained the lead as, uh, as he jumped in front of everybody, having just fallen behind with his pit stop. So he led away from Hamilton and Perez. Russell's fourth, Alonso fifth, Norris sixth, Ricardo seventh, and Carlos Sainz had dropped. Uh, well, actually, he'd made his way back up to eighth at this stage. He'd, uh, he'd been on a fairly reasonable charge, scything through the field early on, Carlos Sainz. So he'd made his way up to, uh, to eighth. And with a safety car bunching everything up, the race was looking fairly reasonable for Carlos at this stage. He made up a couple of places almost immediately after the safety car pulling in. Um, but as I say, that, that five-second penalty looming for him. Some good battles between Guan Yu Zhou and Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher around the outside, but Zhou just getting out of shape and collecting him. Almost a, uh, a carbon copy, really. Uh, well, a reverse, actually. Uh, Mick Schumacher, I think, uh, a few races ago, had uh, just got a bit out of shape and collected uh, Fernando Alonso, I believe it was. I think was that Imola? Was that this year? Was that last year? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, the uh, the other way around this time, Guan Zhou getting out of shape and collecting Mick Schumacher uh, damaged his own front wing in the process, um, so came off worse from that anyway. But then got a five second penalty for his troubles as well. Up front, Hamilton seemed to have been biding his time and his tyres, so the gap had been uh, Verstappen had pulled a gap of around about three and a half. 
Lewis started to just close that up ever so slightly, but Verstappen seemed to be able to respond instantly. So Mercedes, I think at this stage, another example of how to, to absolutely maximise everything you've got on the table. But an uncharacteristic small error from Lewis uh, did allow Perez to close right up to him, but not to get within distance of being able to, uh, to mount a serious overtake. Bit of argy-bargy up and down the field at this day. A few people, you know, a few, few reasonably close bits of, uh, of racing Latifi and Magnussen getting into each other. Um, a spin for Latifi and Magnussen retiring and out later on in that lap. Then towards the end, Sainz battling his way through and he'd had, uh, he'd had a, a really good race at this stage. You know, great start and, and good battling all the way through, just slowly but surely picking cars off, not getting bottled in behind anyone, doing, uh, doing very well to carry on marching along. Just as Sainz was closing up on Perez, confusion over the uh, the Ferrari radio over strategy. Ferrari, uh, I think, well, Sainz had initially called for another stop, but had said, if if we're going to come in, then come in now uh, to give me enough time to do something with a fresh set of tyres after we stop. Ferrari said, copy, but stay out. Sainz then, in, uh, in a great battle with Perez, and just as he was getting past him, Ferrari seemed to change their mind and told him to box. I think at the exact time that we were played the Ferrari radio message, Sainz was busy diving around the outside of Perez uh, in a great move. I, I sincerely hope there was a, uh, a significant delay in that radio message to call him in, because to, uh, to call him in exactly at that minute just, just emphasises you know, the, the need to look at what's going on on the screens and what's going on on the action live in front of you, rather than just looking at the computer screen. There's certainly a bit of confusion on the Ferrari pit wall there, and uh, Russell then uh, duly caught Perez, very late-breaking move, bit of minor contact, and, and Perez had to scoot wide and, uh, and go off the track and shortcut the chicane. No penalties any which way on there, no uh, no investigation, no incidents. Although George was calling for uh, give the place back, I was alongside, etc. He, um, I, I don't think he gave him much chance other than to run wide. Just a, a pure racing incident, um, not, not enough room to get the pair of them through there. Uh, Toto Wolf on the radio to... George Russell saying, just get your head down and get past him again. I'm, I don't think there's going to be a penalty because, let's be fair, you weren't that far alongside him. But George got his uh, got his head down and, and started chasing him. Science and then at this stage came in for a fresh set of mediums and, and with a five-second penalty emerged ninth, just, just mystifying, really. I, I can't work out for the life of me why Ferrari pitted on that. Bonotto, after the race, defending the decision, but internally uh, after their race debrief whether they'll be quite that defensive I'm not too sure he did work his way up to fifth before not too long did set fastest lap and took a point off Verstappen maybe the um, taking the fastest lap off Verstappen was part of Ferrari's thinking you know is that one point less that Charles Leclerc has to close up on Max but I'm not really too sure because it's it's a big chunk of points or certainly a chunk of points to lose in the Constructors Championship for the sake of one point in the drivers, I don't think their thinking was that advanced at this stage. He had a, around about a 20 second gap to George Russell, which uh, with four laps to go is, uh, even if Russell's tyres had fallen off a cliff, I don't think he was ever going to make that up. Guan Zhou ground to a halt, possible Ferrari power unit issue again. Brought out the virtual safety car, but th that was cleared in a matter of seconds. They managed to get his car out. But it uh, did just give George Russell an opportunity very late in the race to play the virtual safety car game very, very well. Um, just timed his uh, his speed, his delta time on his dashboard to, uh, to, well, it looked like he caught Perez napping, but I think Perez had anticipated the uh, the virtual safety car period ending a little bit sooner than it did. It was a good scrap over the last couple of laps, and Russell 
Julie getting past Perez with a, a cunning bit of uh, bit of driving there. But Verstappen out front, I think we hadn't really seen much of him out front, to be fair. Um, just sort of cruised serenely to the win, uh, followed by Hamilton. Russell just holding on to edge Perez out and take the final podium spot. Carlos Sainz in fifth, Alonso in sixth, Norris seventh, Esteban Ocon eighth, Daniel Ricciardo ninth, and Lance Stroll tenth, being um, pushed all the way, uh, well, literally pushed all the way by uh, by his teammate Sebastian Vettel, a good scrap over the last lap between those two. And rending at the finishes, Gasly managed to finish 12th, Albon 13th, Bottas 14th, and Mick Schumacher last in 15th. Not the most dramatic of races, I think. It certainly had some good talking points and uh, and some good highlights. But Verstappen fairly untroubled to the win, and, and Charles Leclerc's mistake being uh, the couple of major talking points out of the weekend. So all that has allowed the uh, the lead max holds at the top of the Drivers' Championship to, to be extended now to, uh, I think it's 63 points. So, in other words, Max could have two races off. Charles Leclerc could clean up and take every single point available, and Max would still come back in the lead which is uh, which has got to be encouraging but yeah Max Verstappen on 233 points Charles Leclerc on 170 Perez third on 163 points Carlos Sainz in fourth on 144 just a whisker ahead of George Russell on 143 and Lewis closing the gap slightly to George on 127 points uh, in the constructors championship uh, McLaren Fifth on 89 points. Alpine just stretching a bit of a lead over them and fourth with 93 points. And then a reasonably substantial gap to Mercedes on 270 points. Actually closing up quite a bit on Ferrari from this weekend. They're second on 314 points. And leading the way, as you would expect, are Red Bull on 396 points. We've got a, a very short gap next. It's Hungary, so the uh, race is coming reasonably thick and fast. And, uh, and this weekend or next time out in Hungary is uh, is no exception. Uh, but then we head into the uh, the summer break. So we've got Hungary this weekend, and then just under a month's gap before Belgium. So Hungary, very different track, very different characteristics to Paul Ricard. Should shake the order up a bit. It'll be interesting to see how McLaren's upgrades. They, they seem to have found them a, a bit of pace, and, and Daniel getting a bit happier with the car. Whether that can get dialed into the uh, the bumpy twisty hungry track i think it's going to be a fairly good news for max verstappen whatever happens in hungary is going to be taking a very healthy lead into the summer break so join us next time out and we'll have a little run through the action in hungary in the meantime we're at uk motor talk pretty much everywhere on the socials do get in touch and let us know what you thought of the race and i'll talk to you next time thanks for listening bye for now UK Motor Talk, a first take media production.